Joshua chapter 1, starting with verse 1. And the word of the Lord reads, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan. Say this Jordan. You and all this people to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Chapter, I mean, verse 3 says, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. Oh, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. You'll get that when you get home. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon. I have already. That's a good place. Shot right there. I have given you. As I said to Moses. Chapter 5. I mean verse 5 says. No man shall be able to stand before you. All the days of your life. As I was with Moses. So I will be with you. I will not leave you. Nor forsake you. Uh, 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 verse 6 says, Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Verse 7, Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. Oh my goodness. Just hit me then. Look at, I, 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 I'm, I'm still reading, but just look at this. God didn't say that he would make your way prosperous. Say, if you just follow my word, you will make your way prosperous. Oh, yes, sir. And then you will have good success. Verse 9 says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever wherever you go. For emphasis right quick, I just want you to look here at the screen just quickly. I, I, I just pointed out a few things that I want to skip through this verse and read. Um, Joshua 1 and 2 says, Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan. Joshua 1 6 says, Be strong and of good courage. Joshua 1 7 says, only be strong and very courageous. Joshua 1 9 says, Have I not commanded? What did I say? What I say to you? Be strong and of good courage. For a brief few moments that we have left together, I want to talk about revelation or resolutions. Revelation or resolutions. Lord, I thank you for the strength that you've given me all of a sudden. 
to preach this word. God, use me to your glory. Have your way in the midst of this place. Shake the place from the back to the front, from the side to side. God, let us feel like Holy Ghost milkshakes as we walk out this door. And we give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Revelation or resolution. Thank everybody everywhere for everything. How do you face new challenges? You ever thought about it? How do you handle the new situations when they arise in your life? How do you deal with standing at your new Jordan? Yeah, you ever taken time, or you just kind of flow with it. However it goes, that's just how it goes. When I get there, I'll deal with it when I get there. But, but, but sometimes we have to sit back and think about how we approach our challenges, how we approach our situations. Proverbs 29 and 18 says, where there is no vision, if you have King James, if you have a new King James, it says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. Yeah. The message Bible says, if the people can, can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, then they are most blessed. When people don't have a revelation from God, they run wild. They panic. They become frustrated. They march around aimlessly in circles because they don't know what to do. I've never faced this type before. I've never done this this way before. I've never been to this place before. Now, challenges are not always bad things. Challenges can be good things, but new things. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll give you an example. Like, if you get a promotion on, a, on your job and you have never really done what you have been promoted to do, that can present itself as a challenge. And it depends on your framework or how you look at challenges that make the challenge interesting or make the challenge horrible. If, if, if I like challenges, if I like a fight, then I want you to bring one to me. Okay, anybody in here used to like to fight? Thank you so much. I'm with you. Thank you so much. I know some of you fought out of necessity, but some of us like to fight. All right, I'll, I look for an opportunity for somebody to start something. Because it gives me some practice. So when I really got to defend myself, I have practice. I can whip enough tail to be able to handle. Oh, y'all know y'all playing. Y'all acting super sanctified today. Don't make me come out of this pulpit at you, because I will. I got your back. I got your back. I knew how to fight before I could preach. Now, I know y'all super sanctified and holified and all of that kind of stuff. But there are some people who I used to want to whip their tail. And I, they hadn't done nothing to me. I just wanted to whoop their behind. And I would just wait. Please step on my toe. Please do something to me. Please just, just look at me wrong so I can bust you dead in your head. 
as, as a young guy, I was small. I was small. Yes, I was. I really was. I was small. As a young man, I was small and I was short. I know you see the short part, but you may not be able to visualize the small part. But I was small. And I had two things against me. I was small. I was three things. I was dark-skinned, because black wasn't in style at the time. Red-bone men were in style. If you were dog, you were criticized. Tony was in good situation back then when I was small. That's the second thing. The third thing I had against me was I was a wrestling fan. Wrestling fan. I loved it. Me and my dad went twice a week. We went on Tuesday nights and we went on Friday nights. And Gunkle Promotions was on Tuesday nights at the, at the, city, at the city Auditorium. And then on Friday nights was the NWA, which we went and I saw my many uh, wrestlers that I love. Some of you do not understand. Y'all don't know. Uh, uh, Dusty Rose and Thunderbolt Patterson, Mr. Wrestling number one and two. Y'all don't know nothing about that. Some of y'all are closet wrestling fans. Y'all some punks. Y'all don't tell nobody that you really like it for real. You know. Abdullah the Butcher the Sheep. Yeah, I got you. Ernie Ladd. Uh, Andre the Giant, y'all. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? I'm not by myself. I'm not by myself anymore. And, and the problem I had was every wrestling move that I watched, I wanted to try it. So while I was in school, you know, I used to try it on my brother Reggie, but I'd get a whipping if I hurt him. I couldn't try it on my sister Kim because she was meaner than I was. So I would go to school and hope somebody pick a fight with me or give me a reason to fight so I could, so I could try out all my wrestling moves and prove that although I'm small, I'm tough. And so that's what I used to do until one day I tried to fight this girl on the hill. She was at the top of the hill. I was at the bottom of the hill. She was much heavier, much, much more, more rotund than I was at the time. And gravity and her rotundness, it, it, it went better in my mind than it did really in person. I, I saw myself doing this cartwheel and scissor kicking the fool out of her. It, it, it was perfect while I was thinking about it, but I didn't think about I'm at the bottom of a hill and she at the top of the hill. That girl caught me when I was in the middle of my turn and beat me down. She, if, if I could meet her now, I don't know what she looked like now, but I just raised her hand right now in victory because she whooped my behind. She did. She beat my behind and didn't even look me. She just whooped me and grinned. I guess she was a wrestling fan, too. Watch the women's division. I don't even know what I was talking about. I just got off on the wrestling. You see how it got me? Y'all pray for me. You see? But what happens is when we are faced with challenges, 
we tend or are tempted to go with our own resolutions. Well, well what is resolution? Resolution, uh, uh, this is when we see what we can do for God in this situation. It is, it is I can take what I know and help you out, God. Oh, yeah. Many of you have said this. Many of you have said this. You have. Um, you might have to uh, go through it, uh, Byron, because you got the whole thing. Got me? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, what happens is many of us have said, you know what? We're faced with challenges, and we'll go, I could get this done. I'm trying to do it the right way. But now, I really, I really could get this done. Now, for real, now, for real, though, for real. For real though, I could I could get this done. You know, I, I'm gonna do it the right way. I'm gonna do it. Okay, yeah, I see y'all quieting up on me. Let me go. Y'all think this robe's got me scared? Let me step over here. Let me tell y'all something. Some of y'all doing it every every um, day when you go get the Powerball, or you go and play. What is it? Cash three, cash four, cash six, cash seven. What are all the cashes? Y'all go get the 100 Christmases ticket where if you win, you get a $1,000 every Christmas for the next 100 years. You know, just anything. And what it is is instead of you giving and tithing, you saying, God, let me use my tricks to help you out. Because if I hit one time, and we even pray to God and ask God to help us hit. And you know we lie. God, if you let my number fall, I'll buy restored like that temper. I'm gonna go get whatever. I'm gonna get it. I, I, I'm, gonna, I, I'm gonna bless your people. Knowing full well, if you really hit, we ain't gonna be able to find your behind. Have you seen such a such another? And we're going to see you in Ebony or Jet like this. <laughs> but we use these as our own resolutions, things that we can help God out. Resolutions is the use of human ability on God-sized challenges. God places us in a situation where only he can bring us out. Yet we decide to bench God. We put God on the bench and we get in the game. Oh, 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 oh. Unless you know anything about sports, that's the dumbest thing you can do. When you take your star player and bench your star player in a game that you know you need your star player in. And most of us do that with God. We get in situations, get in circumstances, and we try to hustle our way out. We try to do our own thing. We try to turn a trick. We try, we try to make it happen on our own. And we bench God. God is calling on us to face new challenges, not based on resolutions, but on revelation. What is revelation? Revelation, this is when... We see what God will do through us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Resolution is when we, we see what we can do for God. 
Revelation is when we see what God can do through us. So yeah, I don't know about nobody else here, but I would rather have God in me while I'm in a situation than have God watch me while I'm in a situation. I let that sink in because some of y'all rode in on the slow bus today and you're not with me. I feel it in my spirit. I'd rather have God watching over me. You go right on. Because God watching over me, God sitting back and looking at me make a fool out of myself. God sitting back looking at me make all the mistakes and then he's saying, I'm going to have to get them out eventually when they call on me. But right now, I'm going to watch them mess this up. I'm going to watch them make the wrong decision. I'm going to watch them jack this up. I would rather have God in me calling the shots. That way, he takes on the responsibility of his decision. Oh, yeah. Y'all will get this two weeks from now. God, when, he, when you allow God's revelation to operate through you, he takes the responsibility for the decision. When we bench God, all of the responsibility lies on us. And then we eventually have to go back to God and say, I'm sorry, I jacked that up, I'm wrong. He says, yeah, I forgive you, but you're still responsible. Give you some Bible. Proverbs 3 and 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. We stop right there. That everybody I've ever heard quote that first, don't go no further. Let me go further. Verse 7 says, do not be wise in your own eyes. In other words, yeah, in all your ways acknowledge him, he will direct your path, but you will jack it up when you're trying to work it your way. Look at your neighbor and say, it won't work your way. Find somebody else and say, these new challenges, challenges will not work, will not work your, way. your way. We have to learn how to depend and how to trust God in every area of our lives. Yes, yes, yes. Well, let's go back to our text. There are three reasons that Joshua needed a word of revelation from God. The first reason that, God, that, that Joshua needed a word of revelation was he was presented with God's task. God's task. Joshua 1 and 1 says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, you've got to understand. Now, Joshua has walked with Moses. Joshua has seen Moses' brother leave the scene. When God called Moses, God, Moses said, I got a stuttering problem. I can't go talk to nobody. He says, go get your brother. Bring your brother with you. Aaron goes with him. Aaron eventually becomes the priest. But because everybody was hard-hearted or stiff-necked, everybody from Aaron's generation and up died. Now their children and grandchildren are there. And Joshua has been watching this all along. 
Because he was in the inner circle. He was in the inner camp. He was Moses' assistant. And he watched how the people were arrogant, how they were stiff-necked, how they were crazy. And now we're getting ready to enter into the land of promise and Moses dies. And God tells Joshua, you're it. Yeah, I can't tell somebody your great time coming. Your great time is coming. Yeah, yeah. Look at somebody and say your great time is coming. Yeah, yeah. Look at somebody else and halfway sleep right now and tell them your great time is coming. Yeah, great time is a time uh, is a time of responsibility and accountability. Oh yeah, that's what great time is. Uh, being being great is the time of celebration, but staying great requires revelation. I say that again. Being great is a time of celebration, but staying great is requires revelation. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I got the promotion, but with promotion comes more responsibility. And accountability. I'm glad I got a few extra coins in my pocket. But with more money comes more responsibility and more accountability. And so now Joshua is faced with this magnanimous task of, of being the leader of over two million hard-headed folk. With no more mentor. If Moses was still on the scene and just in retirement, then Joshua could always run back to Moses and say, well, what would you do right here? Or uh, uh, what did you do when this happened? Or uh, 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 tell me what I need to do right here. Uh, go holler at God for me. Uh, 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 Moses, let them. Uh, I told them they weren't listening to me, Moses. So you tell them for me. But God takes Moses off the scene and then looks at Joshua and says, it's your opportunity and time. You it? So now Joshua is standing there going, God, I need some revelation. Because I don't know how I'm going to do what you call me to do because it's too big for me. I don't know who I'm talking to. Is there anybody, maybe one somebody, maybe it's a roach or a rat somewhere. I hope no rats in here. But maybe it's a roach somewhere that says, I'm faced with a challenge and I need to hear from God. Me, that's me, that's me. I must be preaching to myself. I should have stayed at home and preached this in the mirror. Then I could have stayed in my shorts and tennis shoes. But since I came up here, somebody act like you know what I'm talking about. Anybody else in here that's ever been through a situation and said, God, I don't know what to do unless you tell me. So Joshua is faced, number one, with God's task. Number two, Joshua is faced with God's timing. The text says, now, Joshua, since I called you, now, therefore, arise. Which means get up. Go over this Jordan. Hold on now. 
Hold on, now, God, wait a minute. Now, I just got the job. I just sat at my desk. And you telling me to do something impossible right now. Yeah, God uses the word now to force our abilities and capabilities to collide. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right now, you're telling me to do something that I'm unable to do. I don't have the ability to do. And God say, I didn't call on your ability. I'm calling on your capability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't ask you what you knew how to do. I'm asking you to release what you can do. You see, you got to understand. That if you read down to verse 15, it tells you that the banks of the Jordan overflowed. And during this time, it was impossible for them to cross over the Jordan because the water was too high. Now, if I was depending on my resolutions, then I would say, well, let me chill here a minute and let the water go down. Then when the water go down, I'll be able to get on across pretty secure and pretty safe. I won't lose nothing. I'm going to be cool. Let me let the water go down. But God said go now. When the water is too high. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God will command us to cross a flooded river just to prove that we can. Yeah, God will allow us to move forward in the impossible to show us what we are capable of. My ability is caged in a box. My capability cannot be contained. How many people can tell me the, the limit of your capabilities? But everybody in this room can tell me the limit of your ability. And God's saying, I'm sick of your ability. I'm going to deal with your capabilities. Because if you allow my revelation to touch your capabilities, there's nothing that you cannot do. I came today to encourage somebody, release your capabilities. God's timing. God has a now for you. Some of y'all have been scared to go do what God said do. God said go now. Some of y'all have been scared to try for that promotion. God said go now. Some of y'all got turned down by a bank and you've been scared to go back and sit before a banker. God said go. Some of y'all been scared to go look for a house because your credit don't say house. Your credit says shack. But go look for the house right God said, I know you've been driving that car, but the wheel about to fall off. You're going to be walking in a few minutes. Go on out there. Go on and look for what God told you you can have. Go right. Look at about four people. Get on their nerves and tell them now. That's somebody to clap your hands, mad or not, and give him some praise. God 
wants to bring your potential to the present. I'm sick of saints talking about if I woulda, coulda, shoulda. I'm sick of that. Because every time that clock tick, it's a little bit of your life leaving. And you get to the end of your life and have not done what you could have done. That's a shame. Yeah, y'all to be crying. Yeah, y'all to mourn. The time when you jump in the, in the hole in the graveyard, you know your cousin that when somebody die, they show out at the funeral. You know, they want to go run in the hole. They the one hollering. The, the funeral was quiet till they got there. And you want to tell them, shut up. Maybe you the one that's cutting the food. So let me tell you, if you the one that cut the food at all the funerals, let me tell you for your cousins and them, shut up. The only, and, and listen to me, listen to me carefully. Listen to me carefully. For the redeemed of the Lord, hear me good. For the redeemed, for the people who are saved. The only sad funeral is a funeral full of capability. Say it again. For people who know Jesus, the only sad funeral is the funeral of somebody who is full of capability. That's because they have allowed God's time to run out with them, with them keeping everything that they could have done inside. So now we got to get a bigger casket for you and your capability. I'm trying to tell you, I'm on Weight Watchers. I'm trying to slim down my capabilities day by day. I'm not going to die fat full of capabilities. I'm going to die skinny. I mean, I'm going to die beef skinny. Because I'm going to milk everything that God said I could do. I'm going to try to do it. I'm going to try to go. I'm going to try to be that. I'm going to try to see it happen. Because God said it. That was his revelation for me. And I'm going to live it out. You can die full if you want to, baby. I'm going to die empty. Which means now, since I've made up my mind that I'm going to die empty, God's going to give me the time that I need to do what I need to do. Got to go. So now, Joshua needed needed the revelation of God. Number one, for God's task. It was too big for him. Number two, he needed the revelation of God because of God's timing. God wouldn't allow him to wait until it was the opportune time. God said, it's impossible, now it's time to go. You can't do it, that's the best time. You don't see it happening, that's the best time to shoot for it. There's not a market for it, good, go get it. I don't know who I'm talking to. Thank you so much. For you. Go get it. Set up. Oh, here I go again. Stop playing. Set the business up. I've been saying it now for the last two or three months. Set the business up. Stop sitting around, playing around. Talking about I wish I had, I thought I could, or I bumped that. Go to work. Start doing it right now. God's task. He needed his revelation. God's timing. Joshua needed his revelation. And third and finally, 
He needed God's revelation because he had God's people. God never will send you across the river by yourself. Never will he send anybody by, oh, yes, Lord. You thought that you were going to your promised land by yourself. Anybody who's ever led a ministry of any kind will feel this. Pastoring a church would be a great thing, would be an easy thing. You know what messes pastoring the church up? The people. And manual won't even help. You can have it on DVD, widescreen, Blu-ray, surround sound, a hundred thousand inch flat screen, LCD, with the big blind man remote control, sitting right up in the screen in a theater-sized chair with a cup of Kool-Aid, a bag of popcorn, your favorite raggedy shorts, and some flip-flops, and it still wouldn't make it no better. Look at your neighbor. That's your problem. <laughs> Y'all wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Listen to me. You think you gotta look at it. Joshua now is saying, You gave me this responsibility. You telling me to cross the Jordan right now at the worst time. And then look what I gotta work with. They've been fussing and complaining and fighting and the feelings hurt and all as long as I can remember. And God, you saying they got to go too? And I got to take them? That's why Moses went on away from here. I believe as much as they put Moses through, I believe when God told Moses, now Moses, because you, you struck the rock instead of touched the rock, I'm not going to allow you to go in the promised land. I believe Moses looked at God and said, that mean I ain't got to go hang with these people no more? That's right, Moses. I'm going to take it. That's all right, God. Let's go. You ready? I got my jump right here. Let's go. Moses was so happy to get away, they ain't never found his body. Moses say, look here, y'all ain't got to bear me. We ain't got to have no funeral. You ain't got to have no flowers. Don't even write no obituary. Don't even call none of my kin people. It's going to take them too long to get here anyway. Y'all have to hold a funeral Monday. I've been dead four weeks, and we still holding the body because Cousin Bobo got to come from East Egypt. God, you bury me. So I ain't got the way. You ready? And Moses probably skipped up the mountain. Because if you look at the life of Moses, Moses was not sickly. Wasn't nothing wrong with Moses. He was old and ancient, but wasn't nothing wrong with him. And so Moses, when God said, I'm getting ready to take you, he was ready to go. Now Joshua was saying, 
Now, I got to take these people. I, I'm going to ask you this question, and I'm going to close, because some of y'all uh, think I'm crazy. I got you. But listen to this. Listen to this. You ever been trying to go somewhere, and there's just one somebody always around and with you, and for some reason, you can't get rid of them for nothing in the world. They the ones that's always going, you saying, I'm getting ready to go up this mountain. I don't know. Why you going to try to go up that mountain? Man? Why you go? And then you tell them, well, baby, you ain't got to go. I'll go up the mountain by myself. You don't have to go. And they follow you. Going up the mountain going, I don't know if this going up the mountain stuff going to work. You know, I, I, I last person I knew that tried to go up the mountain, they walking up the mountain with you telling you that you can't go up the mountain. I'm going to embark on this career. Well, you know there ain't that much money in that career. And you know, I read, you know, it came on the news that that, 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 that the stock con the stock went down and I don't know what and they still with you and you saying, well, okay, baby, stay home. But they won't stay home. And they will be working with you complaining about the work. Be at every meeting. That's why, that's why in your old church, when they had business meetings, that's why all the hellraisers showed up to business meetings. Y'all, y'all, some of y'all ain't been to no old school. Baptist board, I, I mean, uh, church meeting. I'm not talking about the new ones where everybody's saved. Not talking about them. I'm talking where half the board members stick a drink and cuss, smoke cigarettes outside the back of the church. We'll shoot you if that money ain't right in the offering plate. And will come to the meeting that's normally on Friday or Monday night. And they try to announce it real quiet so hopefully the hellraisers won't show up. And we can have one peaceable meeting where everybody ain't fussing and fighting and cussing. And it seems like that's the meeting that all of the hellraisers come to. They don't even come to church every Sunday. They won't make it to Sunday school. But let us have a business meeting. Be there on the front row with their pad and pencil. Now, Brett Pastor, Brett Chairman, Brett Chairman, I don't understand. We raised $4,000 last year for the bicycles. And we were supposed to get 200 bicycles. But we didn't get but 199 bicycles. Where the money go? Sister McGee, it wasn't but one bicycle, but you said 200 bicycles. Mother McBrother McGee, uh, the bikes went up, so we had to end up paying more money than we thought. You should have planned it. Why didn't you tell us then that the bikes may go up? Well, Mother McGee, if one bicycle gonna make you lose your religion, then I'll give you another. I don't want no bicycle. I'm too old for no bicycle. Well, Brother McGee, why are you complaining about a bicycle that you can't ride no way? Because I gave my 50 cent to the bicycle. $30 
The people that complain the most at most of the time do the least. Yet they won't go nowhere. They stay right with you. Right in your ear. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can I tell you a secret? God designed it that way. God is trying to stretch your capabilities. Let me tell you something. If anybody ever need a revelation from God, it's people who got to deal with us. Oh, yeah. Y'all ain't had to deal with nobody, I believe. Y'all ain't had to deal with no raggedy family members that the family were trying to get together for family reunion. And all y'all were trying to do is get some money to get some chicken wings. And y'all couldn't get this person to get no chicken wings. But then at the family reunion, they ate up all the chicken wings. They, they right at the chicken wing plate. They wrapping up chicken wings for Cousin Jeffrey that didn't even come to the thing. And they, that way I say, they hungry in the house. I ain't got to cook tomorrow. All these chicken wings, look at that. Anybody got some aluminum for it? It ain't aluminum, it's aluminum for You got some aluminum for Let me put them chicken wings. And so God now decides and he says, I'm going to put some people with you that challenge your patience. I'm going to put some people with you that teach you long-suffering. I'm going to put some people with you that makes you use your ingenuity. How is it that I could convince this hard-headed somebody to come along with the program? How can I nicely tell them to shut up? God is trying to stretch your capabilities. And if the truth be told, when you look at dealing with some of us, you say, God, I cannot do this. And then you go hold me responsible and accountable for them, and they already don't want to go. They already don't want to listen to me. God says, yes, because in you, it's the capability to do if only you would allow my revelation to enter into your heart. So number one, Joshua needed God's revelation because he had a God-like task. Number two, Joshua needed revelation because he had to go by God's timing. Number three, Joshua sure needed revelation because he had to deal with God's people. Well, I, I, I look at that situation and I look at where God has us as a people. And I realize that the temptation for each and every one of us is to go by our own resolutions. The temptation for each one of us is to do it our way and help God out. But I found that when we do it our way, we end up frustrated. We end up broken down and burnt out. When we try to do it our own way by our own resolutions, we end up spinning our wheels. We end up mad with the world. We end up with bad attitudes. We end up with not making the progress that we should have made. Many of us throw in the towel and we then quit. 
But I found if we operate with God's revelation, then we go beyond what we're able to do and allow God to tap into the capability that lies within each and every one of us. And when we allow God capability, allow our capability to be touched by God's revelation, then we're able to go and accomplish much more than what we ever thought we could accomplish. If you look at the rest of the text, what happened was when Joshua told or gave the people God's instructions, God then turned around and said, well, since you're going to do it my way, I'm going to give you my help. And the Bible says that when the priest stepped down into the water, that although the water overflowed its banks, that the Bible says that the bank, the water separated and heaped up on both sides. God took a west wind and blew down in the water and dried all of the wet sand and mud and made it hard under the feet of the children of Israel. And then he said, now when you get to the middle of the Jordan, I want you to take some rocks and stack them up right here in the middle of the Jordan as a sign and a memorial that if you wait on my revelation, victory shall be yours. I'm on my way out of here now. Getting ready to let you go fix your dinner and celebrate your Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. I'm on my way to the house. But before I go, I got one story that I found in the Bible that may help you on the way home. There was a little boy named David who went to take his brother some lunch. When he got out there to the workplace, he saw this big old giant who was talking a whole lot of trash. He was talking a whole lot of garbage. He was challenging all of the men of the army to come and defeat him. And David kept looking at the young, at the giant. And David said, this man is a punk. I can take him out. They heard David say that and took David to Saul. And when David got to Saul, Saul said, David, I heard that you want to take out the giant. David said, yes, I can take out the giant. Well, Saul said, well, David, go over there and get that sword. That sword right there was made by the finest blacksmith in the whole kingdom. That sword has been sharpened to the point that it will cut any object that it touches. Yeah, that sword has been tried by the fire. The handle of that sword is special grip so that it won't slip in your hand. David, take my sword and go fight the lion. The lion. David said, no, I don't need your sword. All I need is God and a few rocks. Yeah, he said, David, why don't you take my spear? The beam of my spear has a special shaft in it that it guides the thrower's hand, but it will go directly to wherever you throw it. 
the tip on my spear has been weighted in such a way that when he strikes the object it'll shatter and pierce everything that it hits there's no greater spear in all of the kingdom why don't you take my spear Davidson no I don't need your spear all I need is God and a few rocks well David why don't you take my armor it's the best armor that's ever been made it'll withstand all of the pressures of battle it'll withstand all of the body blows my helmet will withstand anything thrown at your head Davidson love I don't need your armor all I need is God and a few rocks yeah the song kept offering David everything that he had David kept turning them down and he kept saying all I got is God and a few rocks that's all I came to tell you restore life Bible church in every obstacle that you will face in life no matter how great the challenge no matter how great the difficulty no matter how great the test all you need is God and a few rocks yeah what is God He's the one that'll go to battle with you. He's the one that'll fight the battle for you. He's the one that'll stand the temptation with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord. Well, Pastor, what is the few rocks you talking about? Well, the few rocks are the things that God gets behind once you throw what are you talking about if you read your Bible David told Goliath my God is the greatest God so I'm gonna throw a rocket David went back with his sling and he threw a rock where was the rock the rock was my praise God is greater, and he threw the rock. God got behind his praise and struck the lion in his head, knocking him to the ground. Then David, didn't you saw so? David went got Goliath's sword and chopped off Goliath's head. What am I telling you? God got a revelation for you. All you got to do is put him first and throw a praise out there and watch him defeat your enemy. Put him first. Throw a thank you Jesus out there and watch him defeat your enemy. Put him first and throw a hallelujah out there and watch him defeat your enemy. Yeah! Oh Lord! Yeah! Throw it out there and watch God work. Yeah, 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 Lord. Some of y'all in the fourth quarter with two minutes left to go in the game. You're down by two points. 
Yeah, and you're wondering how you go in the game. You're tired because you've been fighting in your own resolution the whole game. The clock is ticking out. you got to get the shot off, but you're too tired. You're too weary. You done run out of plays. You done run out of moves. They done figured out everything you try to do. But then, you remembered you got your best player sitting on the bench. And you look over there and say, Lord, why don't you come in the game? God said, that's what I've been waiting on. You to get me off the bench. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and God stands up off the bench, and the announcer says, replacing Pastor John is God. Everybody start clapping. God comes in the game, gets the ball, loses all the competition, Ted shoots the shot, the shot goes in, the buzzer goes on, and you got victory. That's what God is trying to do in your life. Let him shoot the shot and let him give you the victory. Anybody in here want the victory? If you want the victory, let God take the shot. If you want to win, let God take the shot. Yeah! 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 Anybody in this room want God's revelation? The revelation is step back and let God have his way. That's the revelation. I don't have no more Greek. I don't have no more Hebrew. All I came to tell you, step back and let God have his way. Step back and let God get the victory. Step back and let God move the mountain. Step back and let God part the sea. Step back and let God dry the ground. Stop and let God give you the job. Stop back and let God work on your credit. Stop back and let God give you the position. Stop back and let God have his way. If you believe it, shout yeah! Yeah! yeah.